This is Her Self-Expression with Beverly Price, a podcast dedicated to women who seek self-empowerment. Like many women, Beverly suffered with low self-esteem, and now she is on the other side and is ready to share her knowledge with you. In this podcast, we interview inspirational women every week who share action-oriented tips to boost self-image and self-confidence. If you'd like to move from self-loathing to self-love, as Beverly did, stay tuned for today's episode that is sure to help you take on the world. And now, here's Beverly. Enjoy the show. Hi, beautiful. I hope you're having an awesome day. I'm Beverly Price, transformational coach and the host of Her Self-Expression Podcast. Most women struggle with their self-image and self-confidence. Her Self-Expression provides knowledge, support, and insight to help women on their journey to self-empowerment on the inside and out so they can confidently take on the world. Today, I have these questions for you to think about. Did you ever have to pivot in your career? Did you have to pivot in your personal life? Were you ready, willing, and able to pivot? Well, pivoting is the subject of my guest today, Lori Levitt. She's known as the Pivot Catalyst. She's going to speak to us today on pivoting. She writes books about pivoting toward more brilliant execution of strategy and a better future. Her first book, The Pivot, stressed that great leaders don't expect all in their organization to turn on a dime with control or commands. Great leaders orchestrate change, always, which starts with empowering others and creating a safe place in which to step up and speak out. They understand that clarity is the key. They have mastered a balance of focus and nimbleness. She's created a means to measure when an organization is in this state, which is a state of aligned momentum. Through keynote presentations, 10x business and leadership peer advisory groups, and the Aligned Momentum program, powered by software, she helps strengthen alignment and catalyze momentum for leaders and their teams. But overall, over everything, her favorite role is and will always be being Emily's mom. If you want to feel empowered, ready to pivot, and excited about your potential, listen to our conversation. Hi, Lori. Thank you so much for being my guest today. It's so good to have you here. Hi, Beverly. Thank you for the wonderful introduction. Oh, well, it's well-earned, believe me. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself personally and professionally? Sure. As you said in my, in my intro, I have a daughter, Emily. Uh, she is the light of my life. Personally, I am a single mom, and I live in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. And I, I've had quite a journey, and I'm very happy to be on this podcast to hopefully help reduce the hurdles and maybe remove some away for others. Oh. Professionally, I have gone through, and personally, gone through many pivots myself. And professionally, I had a financial background, was basically decision support for others and then for myself and then now for myself and others. And I do many, many different things. And that is how I empower myself to do whatever is authentic to me. Oh, that's beautiful. So can you tell me a little bit more about your personal journey to empowerment? 
Of course, yes. So I was in corporate before I went out on my own. I actually started my business in 2001, so it's been a while, actually the end of 2000. When I was in corporate, now, when I was in corporate, I really didn't know what entrepreneurship was. Well, I probably knew, but I didn't know that anybody could be one. And so I didn't know I was one, but everybody's wired a certain way, and I was an achiever. And unfortunately, someone who's an achiever often wasn't really loved by the other teams. <laughs> it, it <laughs> I can relate amazing, to that. It's an amazing phenomenon, and it's unfortunate. And I know that it's changed in many organizations, and there's many changes that have happened since then that I'm thrilled to see. But I also know there's a lot of sameness still. I became an entrepreneur because I wasn't fully expressing my gifts within corporate. <laughs> and it really never looked back. The entrepreneur journey is full of risk. So you have to be willing to take that risk. I am saying I don't have another income to rely on. Right. It is just me raising my daughter. So I... You know, I have a lot of responsibility to make whatever I do work. And I remember looking at her when she was eight years old saying, you know, mom's going to become a, you know, she's going to go out on her own and it may be a little risky and, you know, I'll be there for you. Yeah. And it was, it was a really a wonderful moment. She's been very, very supportive. Oh, that's beautiful. I didn't quite have the, the nerve to start that early. I started when my daughters were in high school. So that's a lot to relate to in your story. Well, tell us a little bit more about what does it mean to pivot personally and professionally for, let's tell the ladies out there, what does it mean? Okay. Which would you like to start with, personal or professional? <laughs> How about personal? Okay. So for personally, when I became an entrepreneur, so just to continue this story, I... So in corporate, I was the person that helped all the leadership make better decisions. I was really good at discernment, really, really good at it. Guess what? When you're what? doing that for yourself, it is full of hiccups, to say it lightly. <laughs> yes. It, it's, it's more emotional. And all of those things that you carried with you when you were younger that you really didn't pay attention so much to in corporate show up. So for yes. me, I have some really great traits like trusting people to a fault, unfortunately, yeah. trusting people and, and being honest and respecting and what I, what I attracted initially as an entrepreneur were, well, I call them schmucks, <laughs> were people who had absolutely no intention of doing what they said they were going to do mm -hmm. or couldn't possibly do what they said they were going to do or were really in it to take something and only to take. Oh, and, yes, the taker. And that, so my biggest pivot was I went through probably... 10 years of my achiever mode thinking I could just do it anyway, even with these people around me. I lost, you know, millions of dollars to these people. And, wow. and then I realized, wait a minute, I keep saying these people, you hear me, I'm saying these people, guess who's the theme was? Guess who was <laughs> in all of those situations? The common me. denominator. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> me. 
And therefore, no. So I had to be introspective enough to, to, to become aware that the theme was me and I needed to pivot. Now, mm -hmm. one of the reasons, and just a quick pop back into professional, one of the reasons I run these leadership peer groups is so that people have that group of peers that their only agenda is each other's success. Yes. So that they can talk about things like this. If I had a group like that, like I run now, I would have either avoided or gotten out of some of those situations much more quickly, much more gracefully, been a lot more savvy. So I, I went through about an 18-month journey of completely changing my circle around. Now, I know for some that's not possible. When I say my circle, I mean the people around me. And so I have no takers, zero around right. me. I only have people that, that are absolutely deserving of my trust and respect. Mm -hmm. And I, I also had to change how I show up with people, or actually not necessarily how I show up. So I wanted to do that without dropping trust and dropping respect, because these are good things. I was attracting the wrong people and giving that to the wrong people. And so what I, what I really wanted to do was to have different people around me and then also be more courageous to set my boundaries early. Yes. To be boundaries very are such clear. an important thing. Yeah. Yes. With the way I'm being and in the way I'm discerning others. One person told me, they said, well, Lori, if someone asked you to prove yourself, would you be offended? And I, I realized, no, I wouldn't be offended by that. So why am I hesitating? I'm asking these tough questions to others. So I pivoted right. my circle, and then I pivoted from being the consultant, that smartest person of the room that they take your advice or they don't, to being I still consult, but I'm also a coach. And that was another pivot for me because I had to unlearn many of the ways, and I'm, I'm still on that journey. I still, gotcha. I still, you know, the teacher learns. And so I teach this because I still yeah. want to give the solution and, you know, want to, want them to move forward, want them to know what's best for them. And sometimes, and, but, but as a coach, you have to be patient and wait more and create the space for them to choose to change. I also feel like when I'm coaching that sometimes the very thing I'm saying to my client is the very thing I need to hear at that moment. <laughs> Been so interested in that regard. Well, why do you think women need to pivot? One, one pivot is genderless. I mean, every, everyone okay. needs to pivot. Even those leaders that I bring into my group that have no problems per se. I mean, if I would ask them why would they need a group, they don't have this compelling, oh, well, everything's going wrong. Right. And yet transformations occur. And that's really what a pivot is. A pivot is a significant change. And why I say it isn't quick is because you can decide quickly, well, I was do doing that and now I'm going to do this. But the change part is 
not quick. And seeing results is not quick. And especially if you're a leader of an organization and you've come up with this grand new strategy, but other, many others are the ones that have to make the shifts and make the changes and be empowered to speak up and all of these things that's required to do a pivot. So what I teach is how leaders can orchestrate a culture where change is just a natural way of working there. It's not always a push. So for for women, I think the biggest pivots I've seen and needs for pivot are the stuff that goes on in our heads. I don't know how to do it yet. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not enough. And you'd be surprised at the, and I know not all organizations are hard hierarchies, but you'd be surprised at the levels that that still positions, you know, in business, that, that people are still right. carrying that. I'm, I'm a fraud. I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. I'm going to mess up. I fear messing up. And all of those require a, you know, a a pivot. Yeah, I saw some statistics recently that said 80% of executive women feel that way, feel less than, but feel they need to portray this other image externally. And that's just criminal that it's that significant that we, you know, we think we're not enough. That's an amazing stat. I will say yeah. that I think it's in part, you know how I mentioned the shifting my circle? Mm-hmm. If, if, you're, if you're feeling that way and you're like, I, I want to change this, it may not just be you. It may not all be you. It's amazing how nuanced harassment. Yes. And, you know, and that reinforcement of you're not being enough can be. I, I went through having, and this was a, a gender thing, but having men be attracted to my confidence. And then when we were in a relationship, really, really wanted me subordinated. And it's yes. not like they came out and said, you can't be the one to make the decisions. It was nuanced. It was just Very so, subtle. it was so obvious that they would be upset and angry if they weren't making the decisions. And unfortunately, that's one of the reasons I did so well in business, but didn't have the financial outcomes to show for it because I subordinated many of the decisions to the wrong people. Yes. And I, I found that led to multiple failed marriages on my part. And when they were even saying that, when they were even demonstrating that behavior, they would swear that they still were comfortable with a strong, successful woman. Mm-hmm. And I just, I found that so interesting now looking back because I'm in a different relationship now. But when I was in it, was a totally different feeling of being just helpless and totally confused you. as to how I got into this situation in the first place. Mm-hmm. Because Before I got married, it was one way. And the day after I got married, it was a different way. Yeah. So I can really relate to what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and, you know, I wish I had the, what I said about boundaries is a big part of that. Having courage to ask, you know, Mm -hmm. talk about what it would look like. Talk about what, what they look for in a partner. 
if they give you all physical characteristics, you know, then you know, ooh, that that might yeah. be a sign that that there's an issue there. Well, and I think too, if you think about that, so many women feel less than. There's also this phenomena of, wow, I wonder who will have me. And so I'm not looking for the cream of the crop, as as you say, for a relationship. Less but, than not to speak up and ask questions unless mm -hmm. asked. Even just being kind. Now, I think everybody should be kind. Mm -hmm. And it's, but, but there's a balance in that you've got to be kind to you, too. Mm -hmm. Adam Grant, one of his earlier books, I think it was the first one that was well known, give or take was talking about the givers that were successful also knew to give to themselves. Yes. Yes. And I'm, I'm ashamed when I look back to say when I first started out, I was a taker. And then luckily I pivoted and became a giver. And now I'm a very strong giver. But when I, back when I started out, I think I was so afraid that I didn't know how to do anything different. And I think that happens, as you and I were talking before, happened to a lot of women er, years and years and years ago. I'm 65, so it was, as my daughters would say, eons ago, that it was more a claw your way to the top than it was help and support other women. And now it's so beautiful, particularly in the entrepreneurial com community, that you see that giving and that help and that extending that hand. I just, I absolutely love it. And the voices, you know, one being, be, my first book, I had some hesitation of sending it out into the world. You know, who do uh -huh. I think I am to be, because I am a business person. I don't, right. I don't just talk about the touchy feely things that seems like women are accepted for writing books like that. Right. This is a bottom line, this is what you do book. And I went through a little of who do I think I am giving, you know, my views of what business can do to orchestrate this culture that is always ready to change and even significantly pivot and be in that state of aligned momentum. And then I just said, Lori, it's a gift. I had, I drew on something that I knew that I loved to do, which was to give gifts. And therefore, yeah. that's what it is. It's a gift yeah. to the world. Do you think the pivots that an entrepreneur has to make are different than the pivots one makes in the corporate world? In, in a, if you're a solo entrepreneur, the pivots can be more personal because it's just, it's still it's you and you're choosing right. the contractors that fit at the time. And usually, you know, unless you have, like I have a small team and there are some ingrained ways within the team, although, you know, they, they know that the change is constant when you work here. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. so it's, it can be more challenging in a larger business and less attention has been paid to the culture from day one. Because even the leader who is so used to, and some leaders I run into have are know-it-alls or show up as know-it-alls only because they feel that that is what's expected of them. Mm -hmm. And then they're the know-it-alls that don't care, really don't care what anybody else thinks. 
and they just know it all and the company's not going to go very far. Right. So with the smaller the business, the easier it is to move through a pivot. You've you've got a, you know, you got a little sailboat instead of a or or maybe a skidoo. <laughs> you got a skidoo <laughs> instead of instead of this big freight liner that you have to turn. So with all that great information and all that great advice, what to kind of sum it up, what three actionable steps would you suggest to women who who need to pivot or want to pivot, who need to pivot to become more empowered? One is to give yourself or gift yourself the time to pause. Learn mm. to pause. Learn to take that time for yourself where you're you're thinking or not thinking at all and and allow yourself to create allow yourself to think of what would be phenomenal for years i went through just again you know the subordinating i really didn't have a vision cuz what's the point <laughs> cuz it right. wasn't my really my life do allow yourself that and then what happens when you go through that? So my second one is learn to interrupt yourself. Learn to interrupt the self-talk. Oh, learn to okay. learn to be aware when it's just, you know, it's it's natural to have misgivings to but one learn to interrupt yourself and say, isn't that interesting? Just seriously, seriously. Or you you might have another trigger. For me, it's yeah. like, isn't that interesting? <laughs> isn't that interesting? And then be more aware of the words that you say to yourself. You no, know, are are you speaking to yourself positively? Yeah. So that's so one is learning to pause. The second would be interrupting yourself. And the third one is to work on the other side of clarity, which is being clear. Learn to be clear with others. Women in gen women more than men, it seems, tend to give explanations before getting to the point. <laughs> and you lose yes. people. And and you and what happens is they the person that you're speaking to is tuning out because they've they've heard it before or they know it's not important, or at least they think they know it's not important. Right. Or, or they're assuming what you mean by what you say because you're giving an explanation. And so learn to get to the point first and then go through the explanation if you, if you need to. Sometimes you don't even need to. Right. So, so once you learn how to at least pivot that, that end to the beginning, get to the point up front, then start thinking about all the words that you say after. Do you really need to explain that much? Yeah. Those are excellent points. Excellent points. Do you think there still exists this feeling it, that if a woman speaks up and speaks out, she is the quote B word versus <laughs> if a man does, he's just being assertive? Yes, I think there's still that mentality. Yeah. Yes. Mm. That's terrible. Yes, there is. And so decide if you care about that. I worked with a, during that 18 month search to switch my circle around, I actually did some work with a couple 
light workers, unconscious workers, whatever. And, and it really helped me a lot. I could give some tips from that. But one of the things, one of the women was from the UK and they cuss mm -hmm. more there. So one, I learned some <laughs> terrible words from her that I haven't dropped for I a while. I have to ask my next UK guest about that. <laughs> but the other was she kept saying is, you know, wh why do you care about being a bitch? You know what? So what? Yeah, I like that. I like that. There's and, so and many that, things. And yes, I mean, if that's if that's the word that is applied to, I remember a boss t took me aside and they said, you know, the other women feel that you're too too assertive, too aggressive. You know, I, he goes, I don't see it. Now, who should I care about? Their words or his words? Right. But it can make your life pretty miserable. Right. When they think that. And I wasn't. I was kind. I was trusting. I was respectful. All of those things. I just was achieving stuff that maybe they couldn't keep up with. Or I was yes. getting attention that they didn't like. Or I have no idea. Probably jealousy. But yeah. at the time, it it flattened me a little bit. And don't mm -hmm. let that happen. For all of you listening out there, don't let that happen to you. Be you and you are wonderful how you are. Yes. I so wish, and, and I, I really wish women in their 20s and 30s are listening to this only because I wish I had known some of this way back. Now, life was very different in the working world way back for a woman, so I'm not exactly sure how it would play out. But I think it would have eased my journey mm -hmm. and certainly eased how I felt about myself on that journey. Yes. So you give great um, and the other thing that we do, so I didn't tend to build community of women around me then. Mm -hmm. In fact, I really shunned gender splits. I was part of a public of a private golf course once and they wouldn't let women golf on Sunday mornings. And, <laughs> and if I went to the golf course, I wouldn't be paired with someone. And my spouse thought, well, there's no problem with that. And I just, it just really turned me off. So I didn't like anything right. like that. Now I realize that you know, women do face different journeys and we're wired differently. So may need to approach them differently. Mm -hmm. And I, I really appreciate being, bringing together diverse groups. If you have a good facilitator like I am that can understand what's happening around. Yes. But I, I don't. So, hey, you know, fine be be an all you know woman group to to help i mean that's that's what it's for but watch out building a community that just pulls you down into another pulls you down yeah you know, that that again it's a nuance it's it's agreeing with you that isn't that bad and isn't something terrible and aren't they terrible gossip all of those things that are stereotypical female but are so like not I mean, I'm not that way at all. You're probably not that way at all. Right. Many of us aren't. Just don't go there. It's yeah. going to pull you down. Well, if, if a woman's on this journey from self-expression to beauty to confidence and self-empowerment, how do you think pivoting plays into that? And how do you think it impacts her life success? Well, I love how you said that. And why I love how you said that is because a pivot is an orchestration of many shifts over time. And you gave that in shifts. 
I mean, the first, the first thing you brought up was an awareness, that self-empowerment. Hey, is that me or is that not me? Who's me? In my book, Pivot to Clarity, I say, is it a, is it a hell yes if it's not a hell yes? Or I just say yes, exclamation point. <laughs> if it's not that, then it's a no. You know, it, what is it for me? That's pretty easy to do. But to go from where you are now to all of a sudden being, you know, this, this speak up first in a meeting and the all, I mean, it's going to take some time. So you're right. making this, this pivot is requiring you to really make shifts over time. And, and even in your emotions, I seem to many people or most people that I am happy all the time. And it appears that way, and I am happy most of the time, because I've learned to pivot my emotion. But I know I can't go from sadness to joy in one fell swoop. Yes. I go from, you know, sadness to maybe you know, figuring something out and feeling, you know, looking to the future. And just coming to peace with what happened, and you know, then I'll then I'll get to joy, and I can do it pretty fast. But yeah. that's you know, give yourself a break and and take that that journey. So that's what, you know, that's what that journey. You know, decide what that endpoint is, and just start making those shifts. And every time your little voice comes up saying, "Hey, I'm not doing this well," just go. Isn't that interesting? Why am I not yep. doing this well? Or what could I do better? Or what does tomorrow look like? Yeah, sometimes I like to laugh at myself when I catch myself doing that and go, oh, there you go again. <laughs> <laughs> so I have one question that I like to ask all my guests to wrap things up, and that is, what does self-expression mean to you? So self-expression to me is the, when you have something that comes up from within you, to let it out. When mm. I had that book come up from me, it it deserved to be let out. That's that's what self-expression is. You you know wow. you you know you. You go through this time with this giving yourself time to pause, interrupting those thoughts, working on your words including the words that you tell yourself, and you will you will get who you are, and now express it. Wonderful. So, Lori, how can our listeners find you? The easiest way is my main consulting coaching website, which is thepivotcatalyst.com. Okay. Pivotcatalyst.com. Everybody take the time to go there and kind of check it out. Laurie, thanks if so much want for being. To, um, Go ahead. If they want to get the book and get some bonuses, I do have a landing page up for the second book, Pivot to Clarity, and it's, okay. that's what the website is, pivottoclarity.com. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much for being my guest today. I have thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you. Me too. One of the selfish things about hosting this podcast is I get so much personal strength and inspiration from listening to all you wonderful guests. It's just incredible. Wonderful. So to everyone out there, to get where Lori describes, to be able to pivot, we need to marshal our strength, 
courage, and grit. I believe that we need both outside and inside strength and empowerment to come together to make our journey complete. Thank you for being with Lori and myself on this episode of Her Self-Expression. I hope you can see the direct connection between pivoting and empowerment. I love connecting you with women that can provide actionable steps for you to take. To gain support for your journey with a lot of givers in the group, join my Her Self-Expression Sisterhood Facebook group where you can find the knowledge, support, and insight to help you on your journey. And it gives you the gift of a wonderful community so that you don't have to go through your journey alone. I want to carry this message of empowerment to 100,000 women wherever they are. Please help me by spreading the word. You can find our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts at Apple, Spotify, and more. Please subscribe and download and leave us a review so we can help other women. And look for our future episodes every Monday and Thursday. Stay tuned for our next episode with more knowledgeable and actionable tips. The more you express yourself, the better you feel. Remember, self-expression doesn't have to be a mystery. It's your key to confidence and self-empowerment, both on the inside and out. But most importantly, remember that you don't have to do it alone. I'm here to help. Thank you and take care. Thank you for listening to the Her Self-Expression podcast today. To listen to past episodes, visit www.herselfexpression.com. Once there, you're going to want to take our quiz to see where you stand right now on your journey to self-expression. If you have any questions or would like to share your thoughts with Beverly and other like-minded women, join our Facebook group, the Her Self-Expression Sisterhood. Invite your friends too. When you download and subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, or other podcast services, be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends to download it too so we can continue to help others. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. And remember, self-expression doesn't have to be a mystery. It's your key to confidence and self-empowerment both inside and out. But most importantly, remember that you don't have to do it alone. Visit www.herselfexpression.com and join us today.